Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, other things that are pulling at your attention or time or energy, so I'll try and use it wisely. We do have some news on the homestead. We got some rain, not a lot, but we have gotten a little rain recently, so that is very encouraging because the tanks have continued to drop lower. We have a little bit more in the forecast for the next couple days, so hope springs eternal, as my father says. Had a fascinating, I'm not going to get into it, but had a fascinating little conversation with a local peanut farmer recently. I got to sit and listen to him for about an hour or so, and talking about the government involvement in peanut acreage, how much poundage you could sell, when you could sell it, and then the government that they're, it's phenomenal that our agricultural industry is still functional, period. Yet again, it's another area that is successful in spite of or is as successful as it is or can be in spite of the government, not because of it. It's just, it's mind-boggling the things that we don't know as a general population that the government is doing. And it's really detrimental to the small farmer and rancher. So I say this every once in a while, if you get a chance, your local farmer or rancher, uh, A, if you can buy from them, strongly suggest it. Uh, B, at least take the time to tell them thank you when you see them. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it and share it. Be with them and their families. Bless them, guide them, protect them. Draw them close to you. Help us to turn back to you as a nation. Help us to turn back to the founding principles and faith in you and your Son, Jesus Christ, that made us such a beacon of light liberty and freedom to those around the world, to those suffering in darkness. Be with those again who are hurting today. Be with those here in our own nation who are being trafficked, who feel alone, scared. Be with those in Israel, other places around the world, Father. Help us to turn back to you 
so that for not the least reason that we can help them, please. And God, my words here today, Father, in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, one of the really good things for me personally about a podcast as opposed to uh, a debate forum, which I'm just, my mentality is not really built for, uh, at least I don't, I don't feel like it is, is that it gives me time to kind of reflect. Maybe not a lot of time, but at least a little and to dig into a subject a little bit more than just off-the-cuff debate. Uh, One of the other great things about a podcast is that it's open to anybody, and so obviously that opens you to praise, which is very kind. Uh, The encouragement that I get from a lot of y'all is is very appreciated and, and needed. And it also opens you up, though, of course, to some criticism. And some of it is constructive. Some of it is childish, to say the least. Some of it is just kind of vitriol that's being spewed. Uh, and as the podcast grows, right, it's, you have to use that platform wisely or try to and not not be petty in responding when you choose to respond. So I, I, I know I'm kind of garbled here, folks, and I apologize. I'm trying to walk myself through it. I got a response online a couple days ago to a podcast. I don't even remember which one it was, honestly. Uh, But it was a comment about going back and looking at some of James Madison's comments. Um, And it was kind of a sarcastic comment about, well, obviously you're going to go back and do a podcast on Madison's anti-Christian comments. And we've uh, talked about Madison on the podcast before. I don't know how much, but a little bit. And uh, we've read through quite a few of his very pro-Christian comments, excerpts. Um, I'm trying to remember right now if he... And I have the book in front of me, and I can't find it. Gave... uh, some of the Thanksgiving proclamations that we talk about in November, which are coming up and uh, pretty excited about those. I want to say he did. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we will definitely get back into that in a couple weeks, which I'm very excited about. And we'll take a look at that at any rate. So I went back after this comment and dug into Madison a little bit. And I'm not going to talk to you about all the anti-religious comments that he made because they're so easy to find today based on a predominantly leftist academia uh, academia and 
internet search engine, etc. Uh, but you can go out and search detached memoranda from James Madison and some of his quotes there. And the ones that are most frequently used, at least from the research, the little research that I did over the past couple of days, is they're about his, he didn't want, in this detached memorandum, he made some quotes about opposing chaplains uh, and opposing the establishment of a national religion, which is the point, one of the points of the First Amendment is our founders didn't want the government to establish one particular denomination of Christianity over all the others as the national religion. It was not at all to say that the government had uh, was lowering Christianity to the level of other false religions. Uh, it wasn't to keep Christianity out of the public sphere, which is the way it's used today. And, and as in so many cases, the, the revisionist writers, historians, those on the left that take the time to even dig a little bit, they take just a little bit of truth and, and they either omit a whole lot of truth or they, they twist some other little bits to fit the narrative, right? And so Madison and Jefferson, uh, Franklin sometimes, are often used. Jefferson and Franklin, I think, more than Madison. Uh, but they take little bits of what they've said and then they ignore other bits, often the more overwhelming amount of, of evidence, and especially ignore their actions. And so with Madison, right? So I, I pulled a little article off of Wall Builders. It's a phenomenal organization, folks. If you have a chance to purchase one of their Bibles, the Patriot Bible, or I'm sorry, not the Patriot, the Founder's Bible. Patriot's Bible is great too, but the Founder's Bible, highly recommend it. Uh, they have a lot of merchandise from books and pamphlets to even like hats and things like that. So go on their website sometime. I think they also have a little radio show that they do if you get a chance. It's great information. Uh, Rarely, if ever, disappointed in learning something and having your faith strengthened and your understanding of the connection between the founding of our country and your faith strengthened. Great stuff. But there's a paper, and it was uh, it's titled James Madison and Religion in Public, and I'm going to read just a few quotes out of it. We may spend a day or two on this. Uh, but one of the big points that I learned going through this is that these comments, these negative comments that Madison made were much later on in his life. And, and they really contradict comments and actions early in, earlier in his life, closer to the founding. And so you read some of these negative comments in this detached memorandum and and you think, oh man, he really was against Christianity in, in government, in public spheres. But then you go back, and in this Wall Builders paper, they list about a half a dozen examples of his actions and his writings. And so one of them, one of the first ones, is 
uh, he was writing to William Bradford, who served as Attorney General under President Washington. This is a quote from Madison. A watchful eye must be kept on ourselves, lest while we are building ideal monuments of renown and bliss here, we neglect to have our names enrolled in the annals of heaven. So he's talking to another friend in government about how important it is to have your name written in the book of life, in God's book, to spend eternity in heaven. Uh, and then this is a great one. Talking to Bradford again. I have sometimes thought that there could not be stronger testimony in favor of religion or against temporal enjoyments, even the most rational and manly, than for men who occupy the most honorable and gainful departments and who are rising in reputation and wealth publicly to declare their unsatisfactoriness by becoming fervent advocates in the cause of Christ. And I wish you may give in your evidence in this way. And so he's saying it would, it would be one of the best things if people, public officials in particular, right? That's what he's talking about. He's not, he's not talking about sports uh, athletes uh, or pop stars, uh, singers or movie stars, right? He's talking about because that was much less important at that time. He's talking about public officials and saying, we need y'all to stand up and acknowledge Jesus Christ, acknowledge your faith in Christ, acknowledge that that's what is the driving force in your life, right? Uh, and, and then here are some of the actions that they listed in this wall builder's article and the if you're not familiar familiar David Barton is I think the the primary historian that they have there just some phenomenal stuff Madison was on the 1776 Virginia Bill of Rights the committee that authorized that uh, and approved this clause in the Bill of Rights it is the mutual duty of all to practice Christian forbearance, love, and charity toward each other, right? So we have a duty, and this is in a public document in 1776, Virginia Bill of Rights, the clause we have a duty to practice Christian forbearance, love, and charity, to practice Christianity toward each other. Not it's nice, not this would be a good thing, but in, Madison was on this committee that authored this Bill of Rights. He was part of this committee. And so, again, these are all actions near the founding earlier in his life, but there, there's a really dark little secret about the detached memorandum, and we're gonna talk about it either today or tomorrow, uh, but it's, it's, it's something that's just so often the case today, and really over the last 80 decades, it's just a greater extent now. Uh, and it goes back and ties into education and how poor a job that we're really doing there across the nation, educating our children. Uh, and again, folks, there's some great, phenomenal administrators, 
counselors, teachers out there. I've met a number of them. The thing you have to remember when you're talking about education today is we have built a godless system that ties the hands of those great teachers, counselors, administrators, coaches. Yeah, there's some bad ones out there, absolutely. But that system that we have created or allowed to be created is what is really just causing havoc. That's, that's where we have to make the difference. Let me read a couple more of Madison's actions here, and then we'll come back to it uh, tomorrow. Madison's proposal of the First Amendment right, the civil rights of none shall be abridged on the account of religious belief or worship, nor shall any national religion be established. His point, uh, as really what ended up with the First Amendment, it wasn't to keep Christianity out of the public sphere. They knew that you had to have those principles of Christ. You had to have men that ruled in fear of God, and we've talked about that a number of times on the podcast. They just did not want the national government to establish Methodism or Catholicism or Protestant, you know, pick, pick whatever denomination you want to, uh, Episcopalians. They didn't want the national government to pick one of those Christian denominations and say, this is what you have to be. This is our national religion. They knew that Christianity had to be in the government. And that's just one of the good jobs the left has done of really twisting, taking a little bit of truth and twisting it, right? So we'll come back to this. I didn't make it quite as far as I thought I was going to, which is not shocking to anyone that listens to the podcast for any length of time. Uh, but we'll come back and talk, talk about Madison for another day or two. If you get a chance, share the podcast with somebody today, anybody that you think would be interested, I would be very grateful. Y'all are the reason it grows. Uh, we don't do any ads. We make some posts on social media. That's about it. So the way that the podcast grows is 100% when y'all tell a friend or neighbor or somebody else about it. And I'm very grateful for that. If you're interested in contacting the podcast, American Soul Podcast at gmail.com. And if you can scrounge $3 out of your couch cushions or your car seat and subscribe for the exclusive episodes that we do each month. It's $3 a month and you get all the exclusive episodes we do. I'd be grateful. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.